Hello, this is the Bump in the Night podcast, episode two. I know I was supposed to talk about Jake the Rattlesnake, or Rattlesnake Jake, but I found this site called creepypasta.com, and I'm going to give them credit for this. I'll give the author the credit. It was called uh, Roommates. It deals with beings, entities, deaths, murders, and disappointment, disappearances, madness, paranoia, uh, mental illness. I'm going to go on my mental health uh, podcast about that one. Unexplained. Cr- there we go again with the mental illness. Crazy. Serial killers are in it. And uh, Sharon Higdon is the author, I think. So that's what it deals with. The second, Daryl's keys were rattling in the locked key, which was off the couch. And racing to the, which Kate was off the couch and racing to the front door. Did you get it? Did you, did you do it? Did you do it? She was practically bouncing up and down, giddy with an anticipation, unwilling to give him a second to even breathe. Did you kill her? Is it done? Derry couldn't help but. St- to smile and shake his head. She knew she was such a bad influence on him. He tried to remember the first time they met for the same, but for some reason was unable to just kind something has always been there. Tom and Jerry, Tim and Jerry had been roommates and close for close to eight years. Somewhere along the line, she was the kind of fall-in with the two brothers before Daryl knew it. What was happening, she was living in a little two-bedroom house as well. Remembering the guys moved in was a little easier. He had liked the... He had liked them both, and the first time they had met and fell hard for each other, the sob story for growing up as orphans with no real family except each other, this wasn't the real reason he extended the invitation. However, the truth is they were fun. Age-wise, they were technically adults, but their maturity was in no way reflected that. Neither of them bothered growing up. There was no telling what they might be getting into at any point in time. Plus, they really like to play up on the identical twin aspect 
enjoy going to the same going with the same look as each other every day. Daryl told them, could tell them apart at any moment. At the moment, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. Tim's hair was just a bit shorter than Jerry's, but most people didn't get a, didn't have a clue. Tim had told him once, some time ago, the story how they met Kate in the area, but Daryl didn't really retain it. They had verbal, Tim had verbal diarrhea and had a different story ten, every ten days. It would be impossible to try to keep them all in memory banks. Tim's condition was aided with considerable fact that he had been a big green herbs, big uh, bag of green herbs. Jerry wasn't quite a stoner. His brother was, but he did partake from time to time. Daryl explained to Kate, complained when Kate hung around, that there was something about her that he found comp truly compelling. It wasn't that he had the hearts for her or anything. It was, she was not his, at all his type. She was sweet, funny, and absolutely a dynamo. And highly contagious, positive energy. He loved the fact that she could keep in line and yet on their toes at the same time for the same reasons others that he didn't fully understand he could she could talk to him practic in practically anything she had an innate ability of to persuade him into activities most people would consider irrational and make and in a way of making sense out of the process. This is what it was. Julie with Julie. He, he soon to be deceased ex-girlfriend. And Marcus, his recently deceased ex-boyfriend are a crushing blow discovering the secret liaison. Daryl was originally going to do the break-off of the relationships, but count his blessings that he didn't have the infidelity when he did, to f and further down the road when she had his wife. And he had met the best man. It had been Kate who had finally got him to see the reason behind ending their lives. They were, after all, 
quote, bad people. They, who knows what else they ended up hurting, who else they ended up hurting in the long run. It was the same thing with Yuri Molosh, the Ukrainian guy who used to live down the street and swindled dairy nearly three out of three grand with his Ponzi scheme. How many little old ladies has he cleaned up before he finally, before someone finally stopped him? And then there was that Pitt Pritchett's Ricketts, that prick who kept pinching his clients uncuttingly by uncutting his offers and jobs. Daryl was one of the best small carpenters in the area and was deemed Rick's and Dan, and, but somehow that Dan Rick is always was on his tail. Okay, yeah. It was Katie who pointed out the unscrupulous man had been following Daryl. It's stood. It also stood to her that there was no possible way of cutting the leech off his life, other than killing him. Of course, Father Mentioner was one only one Daryl tried putting up a significant argument against. It was weighed on his conscience. Father Andrew Mitchner had been a local Catholic church pastor or priest for nearly 40 years and he before he passed on. Daryl's grandmother, who left little, the little house to him when she died, ended up attending services there twice a week, every week, until the day she died, and the priest had given, had finally had grown up fondly attached to the longtime widow. When Daryl moved in, Nine years ago, Father Mitchner made it a point to visit the home and check on Doris, grandmother, grandson, and Daryl was quite liked the pleasant man. Not enough to attend at his church, but he did like him. It was Tim and Jerry that initially didn't care for him. They, the first time they met, the father made a lighthearted joke of them being freeloaders who didn't pay rent despite a lack of malicious intent. The guys who never took offense at anything had their feelings hurt. That was the no real deal 
No big deal, but the priest continued his mainly weekly recruiting visits, and eventually Kate was warned to see the demons in him. At absolutely terrifying when she first saw the man, creatures possessing him within. She later explained that the gift was a discernment that she always had unclean, been able to see unclean spirits. Daryl fought for her for some time on the issue. Kate never lied to him, or anyone for that matter. She was very truthful and uh, brutally, to a brutal fault, in the end, he believed. He believed in a world beyond the one he could see. He believed that Kate had gifts that he didn't, and he, and, and above all, he believed her when she said they're being plagued by demonic attacks. If the poor man wasn't put out of his misery, it would be by his emaciation, a mercy killing. I think that's how you pronounce it. Daryl had been hoping that moment bestowed mercy on the last time he would deal with such an unpleasant thing things but here he was again so she pressed are you going to answer me or what Daryl chuckled again pushed her pushed past her in the living room to the living room are you going to give me a chance to answer. Kate feigned offense and said, Well, excuse me, by all means. Tim and Jerry were wrestling with each other on the couch like a couple of teenage boys who, and didn't bring it to an end until Daryl plopped down on the couch next to them, diverting their attention. Well, Jerry asked, what they were all thinking. He said he hasn't said Kate positioned herself in a lazy body across from them. For some reason, he's trying to play it cool, which she paused for an effect is not cool. The brothers began to fall over each other with raucous laughter and brought Daryl's attention to the empty baggie and the green herbs stung in the coffee t strung out about on the coffee table. They were high as kites and sometimes living with those two was like being in a frat house having children, maybe. He definitely 
didn't take them seriously as he did his female roommate. Well, Daryl finally spoke. That's not you to you. Yeah, who's who will remember later? He was looking for another round of side splitting, but yeah, I could cut her a break, cut her break line. Katie's jaw dropped. You cut her brake line, she repeated. Daryl nodded proudly. Yes, but with pride lasting a moment before Kate made him made her displeasure known. What the hell, Daryl? Why that's not what we talked about. You were supposed to poison her or stab her. Why the hell did you not come up with cut why did the hell did you come up with breaking the lines? She sighed. How do you even know how to break the lines, YouTube? Daryl replies sheepishly. I looked it up. The brothers couldn't stop laughing. Jerry was falling on to the floor and holding his sides. Katie didn't find it funny at all. You looked up a video on how to b cut a brake line and then you went to cut someone's brake line? Please tell me you're at least using a guess account on a computer somewhere. She seemed like she couldn't even believe she was being asked to. It was... The complete opposite of the reaction he was expecting, especially when he could only mumble, I used my phone. Kate jumped across the couch, slapped him on the face, drawing blood to in her nails with her nails. You bleepin' idiot. He screwed us all, Tim joined his brother. Rolling on the floor, neither seemed to ga grasp why Kate was so upset. What were we supposed to do when you get arrested? Dale generally was shocked. Why would he get arrested? I don't know. I don't understand. Why was, was all he could say to Kate shook? And shake, Kate shook her head with a sick pity, but was not given the opportunity to explain. The fat, the next few seconds passed like in a blur. Broken glass flew in the room from the windows. And chunks of wood flew from the hall in the front door that had been smashed from its hinges. Suddenly the room was full of men in black, armor head and toe, flashing lights, screaming violently, throwing them and 
to the floor and handcuffed. Daryl could see what condition his roommates were in. Much like him, they were probably overwhelmed with a sudden flurry of activity. Jerked around to his feet, down the hall, he knew he would be probably be in some degree of trouble. He truly hoped that his friends wouldn't charge wouldn't be charged with anything. He would he didn't see them being cuffed or and his name on the only on the stated on the arrest warrant. Miranda, so hopefully they could do whatever they whatever me- left out whatever mess this turned into. He was being pulled to the front door. Daryl called out over the sh- his shoulder, desperately hoping to hear from him. Don't say anything you guys say. Don't say a word. By that point, he, it was the best he could do. An hour later, he was behind bars, bearing, barring the death penalty for the rest of his life. Tonya Pearson couldn't help but curse when the call came for at one forty-five in the morning, raising two girls, a single mom, combined with the job that called that could call at any moment. The call, the current call, proved sleep was proving more elusive. The Moment the ringtone woke her up from a deep sleep, she was down for she was done for the night and didn't even know didn't even have to answer it. But it turned out it was rather interesting. College department had arrested a notorious serial killer. Not only was it good news one less sickle off the street for was good for everybody, but it wasn't part partially interested her. It was his pets, mostly rare personalities that fell in his range. He didn't keep pets nor living ones. This man, he kept cats. We're currently in kennels at headquarters. There were high, there were, it was not such a high profile case of animal, of the animals most likely being turned over to animal control and humane society, but given to a uniqueness situation that caught thought to call her. Tonya's official title was detective profiler. And knew her true passion was her feline rescue group. Now, no one had a problem turning Kate, Tim, and Jerry over to her. And rather 
put them in through further trauma. She decided to keep them in the end. She, they were her own rather infectious personalities. Her girls in love with, in love immediately. The youngest Sarah claimed, it's adorable. And the credit is by creepypasta.com. The author is Shara Higdon. H-I-G-D-O-N. Shannon Higdon. Look me up on my Facebook page. Bump in the night or my Twitter bump in the night seventeen and bump in the night on Instagram, I believe. I'm gonna check that right out. Bump in the night. I just set up these accounts because I'm excited about my ruddy uh podcast anyway here it goes yeah bump in the night on am on instagram bump in the night or bump in nigh seventeen on Twitter, which is bump on in the night on Twitter, and and then I have a Facebook page, bump in the night. I believe that's what it is. Two, I just created these pages out of uh, pride. Pages. Bump in the night. Yeah. And uh, there you go. Tomorrow we will talk about Rattlesnake Jake. And I'll just give you a brief description of him so you get a taste for what you want to hear tomorrow. Okay? I will tell you this right now. Okay, get out of that. Okay. Villains Wiki. Rattlesnake Jake is a secondary antagonist of Nickelodeon's third, 23rd feature, Rango. His... Name implies he has a dangerous diamondback rattlesnake who never leaves the town of dirt without taking a single soul. Okay, so that's... Rattlesnake Jake. 
Just going on here, back on it, so I can hit it. Okay, villain headline. Oh, here you go, rattlesnake cake. Okay, so we'll just talk about this evildoer. Tomorrow. This has been Elena Melanson on Bump in the Night. If you have any interesting stories, fictional or creepypasta, better creepypasta or villains, then go right ahead and email me at jvstarry8 at gmail.com You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Bump in the night. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your patience.